Hey everyone, welcome back to the Extra Mile. I'm Caleb Spear, along with not G5. <laughs> I don't have a cool name like like George. But I know he's got the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But I'm along with I'm Ethan Fulton. <laughs> yeah, as many filling of, in for G5. <laughs> as many of you know, if you're at the Milwaukee Ave Church of Christ here locally in Lubbock, Texas, uh, Ethan Fulton is a member here and uh, someone who's definitely big in the game of service like so many people are at this congregation. We've got a good group of people who just want to love and serve one another. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Uh, that's what we're going to end up talking about, loving God and serving others. Um, now, as we got Ethan on here, for those of you who don't know him, is there like a top three things we should know about you or anything like that, whether it's food or something serious in your Christian you know, life? Or what do you got? I just, I really recently... Um, you know, within the past year, I would say I've found out a lot about just what it means to, to serve and, and doing my best to, to grow in that way and grow in service. And so that's really been one of my big focuses um, this you know past few months is, you know, selling out and, and really being trying to be in, in, involved as I can. Involved. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's my biggest thing right now is just continuing to grow and learn how to do that even better and um, mm-hmm. do that. But um, I'm kind of fresh out of school life, so. Um, All right, the to, LCU graduate. Yeah, what was yeah. you had a double major, right? What I were did. those? What it was, was uh, natural resources, ecology, and conservation, and finance. And so, nice. Just fresh out of school, enjoyed my time there. Um, now but, it's the real world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's been fun for sure. Ah, that's for quite sure. the blessing. Good stuff right there. Uh, and then you, you you brought it up the Christian life. Do you just so happen to have like a favorite verse, a favorite passage that sticks out to you, or is it always changing? It's kind of always changing. Recently, um, especially because I've been teaching Bible class about the seasons of life, mm-hmm. and you know us going through your joy in Jesus study of Philippians. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really been focusing a lot on on Paul, and I just come to have a, a deep love for um, just his writings and, and thinking about just the joy that he has that, that he found in Christ um, and trying to be able to find that same joy. Um, yeah, we're not in prison. Right, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so I think, you know, recently it's just, you know, really Philippians is where I've been spending a lot of time recently. Mm. That's a good book. I could have done like another like seven sermons on oh, yeah. it to the shock of people here yeah, at Milwaukee. Like, I mean, you can just take one verse and oh, you it's can do a whole, a whole series on just one verse in there. It's That's the beauty of Scripture. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you have a story where whether it was your initial conversion or do you have something where it, some something or someone really impacted you to where it encouraged or grew your faith? So I would say, um, when, as actually it's, it sounds kind of weird to say, but but COVID happening um, yeah. was really when it kind of started clicking, um, and and just realizing you know f- the, for the few weeks that we weren't able to meet together, um, I just realized how much you know I needed to be with God's people um, mm-hmm. and how just how much of an encouragement that was. And so it's kind of like you know you go because I grew up in the church and um, since the you know the first week of my life I've been in church. Yeah, I've heard the singing every Sunday. Every, you know? singing yeah. every Sunday. And, uh, it's amazing how much I I missed the congregational singing yeah. when we were quarantined. Oh, yeah. And they're just, I don't know, just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just not having that really made me understand, like, how much I need that as a Christian. It's, yeah. like, it's like having power at your house. You don't think about... You know, your refrigerator needs power until it goes <laughs> yeah. out. And it's like, yeah. oh, well, I need I need that, you know? That's so true. Um, 
Yeah, so true. Um, I was thinking like uh, with COVID, people ask, why do we assemble? And people are like, to worship God. And yes, th- that is true, yeah. to worship God. But the specific one in like Hebrews, it's like 10, 24, 5, somewhere in that ballpark, talks about assembling in order to encourage one another Absolutely. and to stir up each other with uh, good works. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like our topic was going to be at hand. Um, for me, I like you said, you grew up in a church environment. I did as well. Uh, I did not commit my life to Christ till I was pushing 18. I think I was 17. I was 17 when I was baptized. I was kind of Mr. Skeptic growing up right. in a Christian household. But we had some serious things happen, some uh, family, my brother having some serious surgeries, and things were just tough on us emotionally, physically, financially. And just seeing not just our local church but the church at whole come together to emotionally, financially, spiritually encourage us and build us up, seeing the love made me stop seeing the service. I was like, okay, maybe I should look into this whole Christian thing uh, for, sure. for a second time. So the value, like we're talking about growing in service is, I mean, limitless pretty much. So I I think there's no better place to go than, than the Bible to go and check yeah, that one out. Absolutely. Now, when, when, when you hear about uh, well, service, what's some passages that come to your mind? So I, I think about... Um, and it's kind of a little bit different topic than service, um, but I think about um, James chapter one, um, mm. you know, persevering through trials, yeah. um, and uh, you know, I, I think about when true service comes from, you know, even even when I'm in need and and trying to serve other people, even though I have you know needs too, and and with those trials, whatever that may be, it might be something small, it might be something big, but it's talking about you know, persevering over trials. Um, and, and so I, I think that that's talking about, you know, going above and beyond even just going the extra mile. Yeah. (laughs) Great, great, great choice in, uh, the, the podcast name. There There you go. Well, Jesus came up with it. Wasn't there. (laughs) He's the one who said go the extra mile. Exactly. But when I hear this idea of, cause we want everything obviously in our lives to be God centered, like Mm -hmm. God focused, I think in Matthew 22, when it comes to the subject of service, tying it all together, you have the Pharisees that come to Jesus, and a lawyer tests him in verse 35 of chapter 22, and he asks him, hey, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Pretty famous verse. Jesus says you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. Now, I don't know about you, but I imagine that the religious leaders, kind of the zealots, or at least religious zealots, uh, would be pretty pleased with that statement. But then the second statement always gets me. Jesus says, and the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. I think it's in Luke's account where the guy tries to says he tries to justify himself by trying to narrow it down. Well, who is uh, my neighbor? And that's what what pricked at the religious leaders of, of his day. But I think in my mind, Jesus is saying, you really shouldn't be able to separate the two. Right. Is that what you understand that Absolutely. to be? I think, especially if, if, if we love God the way that a Christian should love the Lord, then, then you're going to love his people. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, through that love, you're going to not just tell them, you're going to show them. Yes, yes. Now, I think the fact that we can't separate the two also... You know, it's fair to clarify that they're not identical either. Right. Like if, um, how to put this, thinking, like if we were to put that, like if loving God just exactly meant loving people, then Jesus wouldn't have to say statement number two. 
Right. As a matter of fact, he says the second is like. It's not identical, but he says it's like it. Um, I don't know about you, but I probably I've seen some groups where um, it's like very person focused, but they're kind of the ones who are glorified. I don't know if they intend to or not. I'm not just trying to start a fight or anything, but sometimes we go out there, we do a good work, like at the soup kitchen or whatnot, but we don't tell anyone like who we are, what we're about, or share the gospel. Versus you can get the other swing in the pendulum swing. You get what I'm saying here? Where it's like God-centered, but then worship replaces any form of witness, and we may pray for compassion, but it's not shown. Like We don't want to be in either one of those camps. We want it, a, a, like Jesus says, to kind of swing into, into both. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that's important to to remember, and it's it's where our, our heart is in that service. Mm. And I think a lot of times, you know, I see like these viral videos of um, you know these YouTube people going out and you know helping people and stuff, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but you know, at the same time, they're doing it and they're posting it on their YouTube channels, and they're getting you know millions of views and millions yeah. of likes and I'd say that's something that's always that's interesting in our social media age because people I understand like I, I'm sure most of them I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. For sure. I do. But like Jesus said, hey, you know, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing right. and vice versa. I might have mixed it up. But uh I think they're trying to get other people to help too, but that's the kind of thing where there's a lot of good works in the world. Yeah. I I can't how many times have you seen Bill Gates donates, you know, a gazillion dollars to a good thing, you know, yeah. to fight AIDS or whatever it may be, cancer. Right. Um, but who's glorified with that? Right. Well, Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in that case, and that's why number the number one is to love the Lord your God. Um, I was doing my personal readings. I was in Hebrews six, and I think verse ten of Hebrews chapter six really. Um, hits home to this subject at hand. You want to read that verse? Yeah. So Hebrews uh, chapter 6, verse 10, it says, For God is not unjust so as to overlook your work and the love that you have shown for his name in serving the saints as you still do. To you, what stands out? (laughs) I mean, I think that um, just showing his name in in service. um, Uh, I found it, yeah. Yeah, and and (laughs) it's like... That that tells us why we should serve right there. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not for, you know, our own glorification and mm-hmm. and but the the thing is still if if you're serving with a heart that's you know trying to bring that glory to God, you definitely you know benefit from that as well. It just it encourages you to be able to to serve others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it it's a very different reward. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not like the you know, the earthly reward that you might <laughs> think about. Um, yeah, definitely not the earthly one. Uh, a lot of times, like you mentioned with social media, we see in our culture too, it's very, it wants justice. That's another subject at hand. But every, you know, Nike, Gatorade, wherever they are, Apple, they want to get involved and say, hey, we stand for this thing because we want to look good. But then it's really helping out their own brand because, a, if, even if it is a good work, it just makes them look good, or mm-hmm. B, they're just being people pleasers, versus what you're hinting at here is just something much more. I like that you pointed out for his name. That's like the big one to me. But in that verse, God's not unjust, so it's based on God's justice as to overlook our work. So he's going to remember it. And in this case, it's specific service towards saints, that's Christians, by love that it says that and the love that you have shown for his name. So that's like 
that's like commandment number one and two that Jesus gave kind of wrapped up right in that in that verse. So in my mind, like the end pursued is showing love to God's name. And in this case, the way to go about it is to serve the saints, in this case, Christians. Um, But this is the dangers where I've seen in my own life, too, where we can accidentally use God, where we say serving people is 100% equatable to loving God. Mm -hmm. And they're like, again, I'm not trying to pick a fight, but there are lots of people who do good things and they don't believe. Right. And... That's the question of who's being uh, magnified. You got a thought? Sorry. No, I, I was just thinking about you know, um, it's it's service, not a sponsorship. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I think about all these these big companies that you know are sponsoring good things. You know, maybe it's a golf tournament for to benefit uh, you know some awareness movement or something sure, like that. Sure. Um, but you also see you know the company logo all over all the banners and you know everything. Right. Um, and so. Um, which is just how business gets done. That's um, true. But but it's it's our it's our Christian service, not not to get anything out of that. Yeah, and I do want to clarify. It's okay if someone says, you know, hey Ethan, thank you very much for oh, helping absolutely. me move, or just saying, even telling your kids, hey, you should be like, you know, brother Nate or brother Ethan because he's a good servant. Cause no, no one's saying you know you're exalting yourself. No, above God. no, yeah. We imitate those who imitate. Christ. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's kind of the end line. Uh, but as as I was just like mentioning though, when you're talking about being self-serving, where people say serving people equals loving God, that's not what Hebrews six ten says. Right. The focus is on the memory of God that He's not going to overlook our love, as you pointed out, Ethan, for His name, and that's where we started being God. What's the word? Like centered. Yeah. Like He He's at the middle, but it's just expressed here in serving fellow. Uh, Christians. Um, I know, perhaps in one case, loving the name of God means like we're desiring that God is glorified. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And that's what Jesus said. Is it Matthew 5? I think it's Matthew 5 where he says to do do good works that glorify my Father in heaven. I believe so. Is it Matthew 5? I believe so. Um, But in the same sense, loving the name of God means not delighting in him, but both come, I think, from the same heart to which is just the love of god mm-hmm. yeah and and an understanding that that without god we we have nothing and that we are nothing and i think that's why the psalms are so beautiful oh, um, yeah. just you know showing that that raw emotion and and showing a heart that is truly dependent on on god yeah it's weird that everything we do is to a glorify god but at the same time it's god who is like empowering us mm-hmm. it's like all things i mean there's lots of doxologies where paul will say all things are from him and to him right it like works that way um any other thoughts you got here you know i, I also think about um there's we we get focused on on service of of fellow christians mm. um and there's there's also the service of of people who are not believers yeah um and both are are very important um, in in our work as Christians, um, and and I I think that that's the the best way to to spread the gospel is to to just get out and and to serve people, and and to remember like you said um, to to remember why we're serving and and to to make that clear that we're serving to bring mm-hmm. glory to the to to God, um, and also because we we love people, yeah. I think it's a, a grave mistake 
that it's easy to make to, like we were talking about a bit earlier before we were recording, when we go to the soup kitchen or whatever good deity it may be with lost people, mm-hmm. which we're, as we were talking about, yeah, lost people. Yep. And when we go there and we feed the hungry and the needy, things, you know, the Bible endorses and says Christians ought to be involved in. But when we go do that, and then we don't mention why or we don't share the good news of Jesus, we accidentally were the ones glorified. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, the pat yourself on the back type yeah. of deal. <clears throat> and I get it can happen accidentally, but I remember vividly one time with a church we had, they were trying to get Christians involved in the community, mm-hmm. and they had like a bunch of tables out in a grassy area. excuse me, after services, and you could go sign up. And there was, like, one, like, with a children's home, one with the homeless, one with, like, ICU, like a bunch of good deeds we ought to be involved in. But one of the tables amongst all the good deeds was the evangelism table. Mm -hmm. And so what had happened, I didn't notice it at the time until I've looked back upon it, but what happened was it was, like, there's the good deeds that's in one category, and then the evangelism table's in the other. Right. No one meant any ill will by it. No. Yeah. But it was separated, and you know what? Not many, if any, that I can recall, were signing up for the evangelism table. Right. It's a scary table. Right. It was like, I can put soup in a bowl and, and help people, but it's like, you know, that ought to go hand in hand. Right. You know, when Jesus, granted, we don't have miracles, that'd be cool, but we don't have that. Um, but Jesus, when he goes around healing people, it's personal, there's a lot of touching and whatnot. Yeah. But he doesn't just heal people, and he's like, all right, see ya. And like, <laughs> like, like he would do something, and then stamp in there the message mm-hmm. of the kingdom. Yeah. And and I think too a lot of times um especially when I was going to school we had, you know, all kinds of service projects and mm-hmm. it seemed like, you know, at least once a semester or even more we were um going out and and doing stuff and um a lot of times it's it's easy to get caught up in, you know, the task that you're doing. Um whether it's, you know, picking up trash on the highway or mm-hmm. or, you know, um whatever you're doing, it's, it's easy to get caught up and be, be just be so focused on that job that you forget to even talk to anybody. I, I know, um, uh, I was I in, I was in like a, a social club. And so, um, every Friday we would go to a nursing home, um, and just sing with them. And, uh, That's so, um, yeah, and it was, it was a great time. Um, and I remember a lot of times, like we'd get done singing. And I'd be like, all right, everybody, see y'all later. It's good. <laughs> good being here. And I was like, I didn't even I didn't even talk to anybody. Yeah, um, and that's an interesting point you make too. Where we when we go do such a task, not to separate the person or the people from the task. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's a big one. Remembering why we're there. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's so much more than just than just doing whatever task that is. Whether that's you know pouring soup in a bowl at the soup kitchen or you know wh- whatever it is. You know, fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, just to remember why you're actually there. In these conversations, when I talk with people who, generally speaking, aren't Christians, aren't believers, mm-hmm. they go back to, yeah, but really, all of this is not selfless, they'll claim. It's just so you can get to heaven. Yeah. And you'll hear that, like, it's just so you can get to heaven. It's not really that uh, that selfless, which makes me think, back to Hebrews 6.10, that, well, the thing is, as we pointed out, as you pointed out, is it's the love for the name of God. Right. Now, if you, when you, when it says that God is just not to overlook these good deeds that mm-hmm. we're talking about, and here in Hebrews 6 it's saints, but to generally speaking, God's just not to forget the good deeds. Right. Um, 
people are like, well, it's just earning because you're just going to get to go to heaven when you do that. But you're like, I think we missed the whole point because some would say, I think many would say, hey, it's just for the master to pay you your day's worth of wages. Yeah. I think it's Matthew 20. You probably know where I'm going with the the story of the laborers in the vineyard mm-hmm. where the guys at 8 a.m., so to say, got paid as the same, same. who yep. showed up at 4.50 p.m. Yeah. And the people who were working at 8 a.m. were like, Hey, like, they're yeah, like, what's like, the deal? What, they're like, what, like, what is the deal with this? We don't, uh, <laughs> why aren't we getting more? Yeah. Why are these people even being welcomed <laughs> in here? And it's like, you've kind of missed the message about the grace of the master. Yeah. Everyone's there working in the vineyard because we should love the master. Yeah. But guess what? 8 a.m. people or anyone, you didn't earn it anymore than anyone else because salvation's a free gift. Right. And that's where I've, I want to hold up on people from thinking you only do the good work so you can get to heaven. Well, I, I no one's going to work their way into heaven. Right. It's impossible. Right. It's kind of more like, you know, was it James two faith without works is dead. It's like evidence. Here's mm-hmm. the fruit. Jesus said here, here's the fruit. Um, I think what brings about the justice of God to remember our love is not the worth of our service. Um, ah, help me out here. Where is it? I think it's Acts 17. Remember when Paul goes and speaks um, to the Greeks in Athens? Mm-hmm. He's in Athens. He gives a big speech. I think it's in Acts 17. It is. But he says something. I'm going to butcher it. He says something along the lines of, you know, as if God needed anything from anyone because he's right. like the supplier of everything. Ultimately, God doesn't need us. Right. Um, so it's not we're going to heaven because of, you know, our service or the worth of our service, but it's the worth of God's name. Absolutely. That's why. Yeah. Um, I'm getting sermony now. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, that's yeah. like the big deal for me. <laughs> yeah. And I think as well, it's if, you know, I, I truly believe that I can, you know, help bring this person to, to Christ. Mm-hmm. And if, if I believe that Christ is the only way to heaven mm-hmm. to, to that salvation, Amen. then I'm not showing you love by hiding that from you. You yeah. know, um, sh- showing love is, is spreading that, that news to the people that we're serving. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I, I think that, uh, by doing that, it's, it's like, I'm trying to help you understand how to get to heaven as well. Um, and, and, uh, you know, through that service, I think is the best way to, to show a non-believer that, that I truly believe what I'm what I'm telling you. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, I'm sharing the love, but then there's the doing of I'm also showing the love right. when we serve those people as right. well in the category of lost people. And the same thing, that's what Jesus said in John 13, that outsiders will know you're Christians by we are Christians by our love for each other as well. Yeah. When we serve the saints, when they see that family community, um, that sticks out to people. Yeah. It, it always is. This could go on a whole nother tangent. We'll kind of keep it brief, but like you, this whole, it is tied in. Service must be tied in with evangelism when it's with lost people. Right. Like you're saying. And uh, a lot of times, me too, it, it can be an intimidating thing. Mm-hmm. We're always afraid and we're not going to have all the right answers. But I love what Jesus tells his followers again and again. He says, proclaim. So right. just say it. Just say it. You, just you have, say it. You like, have no way of controlling of <laughs> what their response is, and yeah, it's just getting getting the good news out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to guilt anyone or make anyone question their salvation. That's not what I'm going for. But we do need to ask if we're not sharing the gospel, 
why is that the case? Yeah. There needs to be heart searching there saying, um, I just did a sermon in the parable of the talents. Why would I stick this in the ground? Why, why this is the most amazing message. Yeah. This is the most amazing message. Why would I keep this to myself? Right. And sometimes, and like Jesus trained the 12 around him, mm-hmm. I get they'll be involved with training. Uh, but, but we got to ask that. I mean, I don't know if you got, what, what have you found successful when it comes to the evangelistic life? Has think, it been service as well or like? Yeah, that, that's definitely a part of it. But I, I think just just having an understanding that what's the worst that can happen from, from me spreading the gospel to this person? That's so true. Um, and, and just getting over myself, my own, whether that's fear, whether that's feeling like, uh, you know, I don't want to stumble over my words and just you know, sound, <laughs> sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. Or, um, you know, I, there's this fear in my head of like, you know, what if I accidentally say something that, brings them even farther away yeah. from where they were. Um, and so there's there's just all these fears that we have. And that's that, when we're dependent on ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and just understanding that, you know, kind of like you mentioned earlier, it's not our job is to proclaim. It's not we can't control what, what happens in that person, whether they believe what we're saying or not. All we can do is, is go out there and, and to proclaim mm-hmm. and understand that, I mean, the Hebrews 12 talks about the word of God is living and active. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, Hebrews, um, 412. That's where you yeah, got the 12 four, yeah, from. Yeah. That's where you got the 12 uh, from. I do that all the yeah. time with numbers, <laughs> like all the time. I mix them up, yeah. including in sermons. But, uh, <laughs> and, you know, sometimes if you don't know what to say to somebody, just point them to scripture. Um, yeah, and, I love the Hebrews 412 passage because it says it's the word that's living and active and right. it's the one that's convicting, you know, our right. hearts. Yeah, sharper than any double-edged sword right um and so we have we have that uh that safety to, to help us when mm-hmm. when we start accidentally relying on our own strengths or our own you know. well that reminds me i mean it's a it's a story but there's a spiritual lesson per usual behind the story peter's brave enough to get out of the boat when in the storm when mm-hmm. he, they see jesus walking on the water and he's doing it right but as soon as he took his eyes off the master and he sees everything else going around. It's kind of self-dependent time now. And when you're self-dependent, you you will sink. Right. Guaranteed. And uh, it's a good point to bring out that you've got the word right there. <laughs> it's coming yeah. to the Bible. And we've got it on our phones, too. Like, it's so easy. Oh, yeah. And it, even if if you accidentally say Hebrews 12 and you're like, oh, wait, it was actually Hebrews 4. Google's you can got still it. Google it and it'll <laughs> Google bring it right up. You can I, even type in like two words of the verse and more it'll probably like show it'll up. pop up the first top, first try. We're so spoiled, a.k.a. we're so blessed yeah. in where we are. But it's funny or interesting as you say, what's the worst thing that could happen? And here in our blessed country, like, I, I don't know, maybe someone will hit you. That'd be like the worst. <laughs> that I'd be like, yeah. like, like in Paul's day, the worst thing that happened is – you could get killed, <laughs> yeah. and they were still like, "Yeah, okay." And they're like, "This must be shared." Yeah, um, and that goes back to looking at myself, like, "Man, I really shouldn't be scared that much." I guess let's begin to wrap it up with a good conversation. There, let's wrap it up with some faith in action. Um, uh, this week, wherever you're listening, even if you're listening a month from now, but wherever it is, wherever this week is for you. We would love to encourage you to go and serve and help someone this week. Find someone to go and do it. I like Galatians 6, 7 through 10. That says, uh, what's it say, Ethan? Uh, It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. 
For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary for doing good, for in due season he will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are the household of faith. It's one of my favorite passages, at least from Paul, where he says, Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. What we do in this life has eternal uh, consequences, shows where our allegiance uh, lies. And I like how it's directly connected with doing good to everyone, any opportunity, every single person. He says, especially, like we talked about in Hebrews 6, the saints, yeah. especially the household of faith. Um, you probably heard this before where people say, like, people will get away with something in this world, like justice wasn't dealt out. Right. Um, I, I thought biblically maybe of, like, the rich man and Lazarus. Mm-hmm. I think that's Luke 16, where the rich man's living it up. Yeah. And he doesn't care about the poor. Mm-hmm. And he's someone where, like, wow, is God going to, like, do anything about this while Lazarus suffers outside the gate? And it's such a – one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Yeah. And then it's like, no, what he reaped was fleshly, and or what he sowed was fleshly, and what he reaped was damnation. And it's a sad story, but God, make no mistake, as Paul says, God is not mocked. Right. And, I mean, I just the, – the more that we understand that – what it means to serve. And the more that we serve, you know, as it says here, those who are in the household of faith, mm-hmm. um, the more we can, we can help our, our, our church family to, to be able to serve as well. Those who are outside of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, what better way to spread the gospel than to show love through service? Exactly. You brought up very early on when I asked one of your favorite passages in James one, uh, why don't we, why don't we go to James chapter one, man, as we wrap it up here, let's do it. James 1, I think you were talking about the first few verses there, mm-hmm. to Really strange language. Sounds like Paul. I know it's James. who's saying, hey, let's count it all. There's that Philippians word, joy. Right. <laughs> when we face various uh, trials. And that would certainly encapsulate even when even when it's called for us to serve and we're the one under the trial. What was that verse that you were liking, those first few verses? So it's uh, James chapter 1, starting in verse 2. It says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And some tra- some translations use um, perseverance. And yeah. so... You know, I think about when, when I hear the word perse- perseverance, I go back to like high school football, and it's like when you face <laughs> adversity, you have to persevere through these things. And, um, but you know, all that joking is the aside, mindset. yeah, yeah. Um, it and it's when we go through these trials as, as Christians, and I, I think it's talking about all kinds of trials. Um, I think it's talking about the small things. You know, oh man, I got a paper cut, like that hurts. Um, all the way to. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a death of someone close to me or, um, something just absolutely tragic. Um, and our, our job as Christians doesn't get put on hold. We don't get to take a vacation day from being a Christian, um, (laughs) whenever, whenever we're, we're down. I mean, there are times where we're in mourning and we are having just a hard time and we need that encouragement ourselves. Um, but we also have to remember that, that we have work to do as well. Yeah. 
And that's I love what you said earlier about we want to tell but also show the love. Because later in that same chapter in verse 22, here's the warning. Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. There are many people, and sometimes it happens to us, where we're like, I'm with the right people, I do these right things, I hit this checklist, I'm at church, and James says, you're deceiving yourself. Mm-hmm. you got to be a doer. And just a few verses later, verse 27, the only time religion's used in the Bible positively, at least in the New Testament, the only time in the New Testament's used positively is verse 27, religion that's pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. COVID's just about done. These opportunities are going to about to show themselves again. We want to be God-centered, but... You know, God's never going to forget any form of service to the saints and to anyone. He will remember it. That's every card, every visitation, um, every soup kitchen, every time we turn the other cheek, any of that. God will not forget it because it's for his name's sake. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's important to remember, too, when we're talking about serving, it's not like you have to, you know, block out a whole day and, you know, drive to another state and you know do some it's big Galatians event. 6:10 as you have opportunity. Yeah. When it hits. Yeah, and it's yeah. and those opportunities they don't always just fall right into your lap. It takes being intentional about seeking out opportunities and Oh yeah, it's really and easy. And being creative too. Yeah, that, that that rich man in Luke 16, he had plenty of opportunities with Lazarus sitting right at his gate. Yeah. Didn't care to look. Yep. Didn't care to see. Well, Ethan, thank you so much for having a really good, fun dialogue, biblical yeah, one, man. it was fun. I enjoyed and, it. Uh, hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, you got any last things to say here, Ethan? <laughs> I don't think so. I think We're I'm good done. to go. All right. I think I'm done. We're good to go. As, as George would say, go so. Uh, if you like it, uh, like what you're hearing, like the video, subscribe where you can. Go do a good deed for someone this week. You all have a good day. Thanks for joining us. 